0: You're listening to In The Bunker, a podcast that explores the biggest challenges in starting and running a business. My name is Joshua Maddox, and I'm an entrepreneur and business owner myself. I'm sitting down with business owners to talk about the challenges they face, the lessons they've learned, and how we can all grow from it. Today, we have Rob Hoyle. On with us. Rob has over 16 years of experience in recruiting and staffing. He has helped countless companies find the right staff member. Rob was faced with a challenge in his business, like many of us are, and it's that getting consistency and getting consistent as a company and moving away from the roller coaster effect. You all know what I'm talking about, that fulfill the first client and then find the next, then fulfill the next, and then find the next. It's that roller coaster effect that we're talking about. There's so much to learn here and unpack, and I'm super excited to jump in and learn how he and his company and team have overcame this issue. Rob, great to have you on the show today.
1: Thanks for having me here, Josh. Appreciate it.
0: So let's get started. Let's dive in. And what is your 90-second background? Who are you? how did you get here? What do you do? Sure.
1: Rob Boyle, the CEO of GTS Scientific, founded the company back in 2013. What we do here today, nine years later, is very similar to what we do when we started. We are a life science and engineering search firm. We provide a couple of different service offerings. One is more of your traditional retained search but the executive and C-suite levels. And then the other is more of your staff and, and management search work that we do. We do a lot of work in life sciences, even specific niche areas like cell and gene therapy. In terms of the final service offering, we do all an outsourced recruiting model where companies will come to us and we will take the place of their internal recruiting team, if they're a larger company, where we will uh, you know, generally do all of the recruiting, everything from helping the, the hiring managers create job descriptions up and through when the, the right candidate starts with the company. It's really a niche and challenging work, but it's a lot of fun for sure. As a company here, we have done work now in over 30 states, Canada, Europe, South America. So we're global in scope, although we don't uh, you know necessarily go out to the rest of the world to find business. Most of it's here in the U.S. And we've worked with uh, companies that are small to midsize on up to the world's largest companies in the form of biotech space.
0: And I imagine over the past two years with COVID and everything else, just craziness in the medical field, I imagine that has been a huge, probably growth point in the business a little bit with the sense of so many companies looking for new talent, expanding, closing, shifting, just changing gears, all the above.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been really interesting over coming in pre-pandemic and thinking about the way the business world was before that and threw away all of your traditional business knowledge that you had. And hey, we're going to have to do things differently. So we adapted very quickly. But for us, we we were fortunate that we, over the last six or seven years here, our focus has been that life science scope. So we have clients who are making the antiviral drugs, clients who are, are making vaccines or developing new vaccines. And luckily for the industry, and I think for all of us. Investment didn't stop during that time, so companies were still getting funded and still bringing your traditional cancer therapies, rare disease therapies, and and cures. We were very fortunate that, that continued, and then some of the things that I was preaching with clients for years and years about interviewing candidates quickly, being able to offer them the job quickly, that all came to fruition because executives and management team weren't traveling across the country, and we didn't have to fly candidates in for interviews. So. We're able to schedule things more quickly and actually get people hired at a much faster pace.
0: I will definitely say the number of companies who've adapted technology, such as Zoom, Skype, or others over the past few years is incredible. I know as we were talking before that we were talking about some of the challenges that your business has faced over the years. And one of them, as I noted in the intro, was getting consistent as a company and moving away from that roller coaster effect. And as I alluded to, that sort of Find the first client, then fulfill, then find the second, then fulfill. And that that sort of up and down a little bit in the sense of really shifting directions as a business to a sort of fulfillment team and then a marketing and then fulfillment and then marketing. Love to dive into that and hear your perspective a little bit more on that.
1: Sure. Yeah. And it's funny because we'll be in business nine years here and each stage of your company, there's going to be different ups and downs and and getting stable and getting away from that roller coaster effect. It looks like a different thing each year that you grow. So back in 2013, 2014, I only had one employee and then two employees. So it was literally you bring in <clears throat> some business, you bring in a new client and you've got four or five positions to recruit on for them. And it doesn't make any sense to be out doing more business development because you need to fill the five that you have. That's how we That's how we make money. Each time you grow, you have to deal with those challenges and it's a different thing each level that you get to. Right now, we're doing 30-person projects versus five-person projects. And, and really what I've found at the end of the day, the biggest issue inside of, of that roller coaster effect is people and the process. We fast forward to 2018, 2019, we were able to bring on a COO who's actually my brother. who's in recruiting for a decade. And one of the things that Greg has been focused on has been the process improving the process that we had internally here to be able to deliver for our clients and also managing that and it's funny because even at each level we've doubled in size in 2020 this year we're probably going to have close to to 30 percent growth on top of that so it's awesome but the thing is each step of the way there's a new process that you have to put in place and make sure everybody's trained properly on that and it's funny how many you now we're getting pretty well-disciplined at making sure there's a process for everything and nothing gets skipped in the process itself we're being able to train people correctly so really those are the two things that you know having the right people on the team has been huge for us and also driving those processes in the right direction and making sure you're not just doing one thing where it's a quote unquote best habit that doesn't become a process because once you start hey, we've got one recruiter over here doing things this way, but then there's this recruiter over here doing it totally differently, that's going to start those inconsistencies and you're going to be running in that hamster wheel of why isn't this person able to perform? Right? That's the the last piece to our kind of motto it's right, performance. If you don't teach them the right way, they're not going to be able to perform. So if it is the right person in the right seat on our team and if they are following the, the process the, the way we've done it, And that's our job as the executive team now, right? to make sure there's a process behind everything. Make sure that the management team is training people properly on it. And if they are, they're able to perform.
0: I'll say owning my own business, as you scale that up, there's a difference between hiring someone, that first employee that you mentioned, you would sit down with them and walk through some stuff. They may shadow you. But now if you want to go hire five new employees or 10 new employees to have all of those employees shadow you and do the same type of stuff that you did with the first employee, it's not scalable. And not only that, I know with everything over the past few years, with a lot more people are working from home, a lot of companies have gone more remote or satellite offices. And so that type of stuff in addition has created even more of a need, I think, now than ever for processes. Our own team has talked about these challenges. We would all be in the same office and two people would be having a conversation and a third person would jump in and go, no, remember we do it you know, this way now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's if that third person isn't a part of a Zoom call, then two team members may go down a huge rabbit trail and waste days or more of work before yeah. we ever realized that, oh, we were doing it wrong.
1: That's, that's one of the things. You can easily lose track of that stuff if you're not paying attention. And that's our goal where you know three years ago we would have lost three or five days worth of productivity not realizing somebody just didn't know how to do it the right way now we're trying to cut that down we put a process in place to make sure that anybody on our research team or a recruiting team doesn't get to day doing it the wrong way you know essentially and then they're going to struggle and, and you're going to struggle because they didn't know a piece of the, the process there so that's that's imperative and that was also one of the big things that shifted too we used to think hey we have to be in the office five days a week to see the team to make sure everybody's doing their jobs correctly. We very quickly realized that's not the case. Now, the cool thing for us is a bunch of our employees wanted to be back in the office. So we did that as quickly and safely as we could. But there's no more mandate on office time. But we tell everybody we like to have you in on Tuesday and Wednesdays. If you can make it, it's not required. And there's no rhyme or reason to who's coming in those days and who's not. Most of the team comes in, but there's days where nobody's there on Tuesday or Wednesday. My whole thing is communicated to me so I don't come in to see people and then nobody's there. So that's always fun. We also have uh, you know, a couple of employees now that work fully remote, one of them, Sarah, she's up in, in upstate New York and she comes in, you know, maybe once every six months or something, but we realize that we can do this as long as we do it the right way. And and again, if you're not doing it the right way and you're remote, it, it, it does, it gets even trickier to, to make sure you're training everybody the right way. So having those processes in place is, it's huge for growth.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, I think our team is a had a similar dynamic. We were actually pre-COVID, we were in office Tuesdays and Thursdays, and it was flexible the rest of the week. And now we're pretty much our whole entire team is relocated. Whether it's I moved during COVID, but it was five miles roughly. Some of our team has moved further than that, but it's it's really an interesting shift, I think, to see how some of this type of stuff as you scale and dealing with some of that type of stuff works out as you get into the aspect of of remote work as well. I think there's a huge piece there.
1: Yeah, and there's another big piece being in recruiting. If you're not offering that flexible work schedule anymore, where people can work remote as much as they want, you're not going to be able to compete in the market for talent it's funny in life sciences the, the war for talent has been here for a very long time but now it's across the board in every industry and in every company everybody's looking for great talent let alone any talent just to run their business and the other piece to, to just mention is that inflation's a real thing in order to compete as well i think the whole 15 dollar an hour minimum wage conversation is just going to go away because companies won't be able to hire if they're not offering much more than that now so it's been really interesting to watch for sure how the nature of business has changed in a big way
0: yeah, I think it's going to continue to change a little bit as things level out over the next few years. I know in California, we they signed uh, basically allowing for restaurants to continue to have their outdoor temporary structures and stuff for another two or three years. And so they just passed that recently, which is crazy to think that these businesses are they're still in recovery. I know of a restaurant locally that they're paying two to three times what they did pre-COVID for chicken. Yeah and not having to just gouge the, the end customer. These are just massive challenges that all businesses are dealing with.
1: Yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, everything's gonna go up. It's just, you know, where will up, stop. Yeah, yeah. Pricing, goods, services, everything across the board.
0: Yeah. So what are other elements for you guys getting consistent with inside of the business that really helped flatten that sort of roller coaster effect?
1: The the biggest thing outside of the process is just the people. And I mentioned that earlier, but diving into that a little bit here, it's having the right team, I think is, is the biggest difference of companies that are going to make it. And when I say make it, right, whoever's version of make it is different, right? For us now, it's to get to 10 years. We got to three years. Great, we're still in business. So I figured out that I can make a good living for myself. That wasn't that interesting to me. Could we do it as a team? Or could I bring other people on board and create opportunities for them to grow? in their careers as I have, right? And now we get to do it as a company, but whatever the benchmark is for your fan base out there, it's getting to five years, 10 years. Now my next vision is how do we get to 20 years and really turn this into a long lasting company. In order to do that, I need, you need a baseline of good people that can do the work, but in order to to really grow and be a dynamic company, you have to have great people. And in order to have great people, you have to take care of them and you have to make sure that you are training them properly, showing them how to do things well, showing them that there is going to be a real opportunity for you to grow your career to the next level here. So this all speaks to consistency, right? Because if I don't have a great team, I can't do anything. And that's everything from the management team on down to the junior staff members. And we've been doing you know, a lot of cool stuff here in, in terms of not just showing them opportunity, right? Like that's what drives me every morning. I wake up and I say, hey, everybody here needs the opportunity to feed their families. and We've got some people who've been with us five, six years now, people are having babies, people are different stages of life. And it's really cool to see, but that's, so you know, the responsibility on me is to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to grow and, you know, not just feed their family, but be really successful. So we've been doing some really cool things, a, um, what we're calling a next generation leadership team now, where we're having some of our junior team members who it's pretty apparent that it, they want to be leaders. So this is a great way for them to get involved and talk with us about what's going on in their world how things are going, what problems that we can solve for them, because the biggest thing I can do for my team is making sure that there's nothing that's getting in there preventing them from being to being able to be efficient and successful. So hearing those ideas from the, the junior team, and then we have a senior leadership team that we meet with every week. And I know you're involved with the, the, the tab stuff, but we put basically an EOS meeting in place where all of our senior leadership meets once a week. If there's any issues, we resolve them. And it's fun to, to do that quarterly meeting where we see how far we've come with anything that was an issue and how far we're able to go as a team. But again, having the, the, the number one thing that comes up is, do we have the right people on the team? Are they in the right seats? Is this the job that they wanna be in?
0: And I think those are elements that oftentimes people forget about. I and mean, I love the fact that you guys include both of those, the people and the process both as elements and not just look at the process so many people say let's talk about have a process in your business make sure you have checklists and to-do lists but if you don't have the right people the processes don't matter and if you don't have the right you can have all the right people but if they don't know what the heck they're doing it's gonna it's gonna have a problem
1: yeah and it's making sure that they're doing you know the right thing right like i'm no longer The best person to be managing the the day-to-day recruiting operations, that process has evolved and what we need is somebody who does it more efficiently than I would because it's not my thing. It's not my my strength is to be doing business development and leading that team and and general business operations. So it's just being able to look at who the folks are on your team and what they're doing and what they want to do. A lot of companies will just push people into roles because that's the best thing for the company, not necessarily the best thing for the employee. So what we try and do is say, hey, I can see that this person would be a good business development person in the future, but I don't want to push them into that. I want them to have a conversation with me and let me know what they want to do with their career and continue to, to follow that path and then show them how to get into that versus just trying to push them into something that they don't want to do. And you know, vice versa, if they are a really great recruiter and they want to be in recruiting long term, great. We can take you to just higher levels of of doing that. That's that my whole, I have a whole thing about not trying to push people into careers that they don't want to be in.
0: And a lot of what you're talking about, and you alluded to TAB a little bit. So for those who don't know what TAB is, basically a business peer group. And it really is something, it's something that Rob and I are both in different groups and it meets depending on the group meets typically on a monthly basis with other business owners. And it's a board of directors basically for your business, if you don't have a board. And so one of the things I know with a lot of this is just the aspect of feedback and what you're talking about with people is you're not saying, Hey, here's a new job role. This is what you're starting next Monday. You're sitting down and having a conversation with these people and saying, Hey, where do you see yourself in the company in the next 2 5 you know 2 years 5 years 10 years and how can you grow with the company not necessarily something as much of this is the task you're going to be doing for the next 10 years and that's it in reality if the company is going to be growing those people have to grow with it or you got to figure out another way to grow the business
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's funny too, being, I'm assuming most of your audiences are going to be small business owners or folks that work in a small business, that feedback is not always there right? There weren't a whole lot of people for me to go to that were running executive search firms and get advice from them because folks are usually my competition. Having that board has been great because it's you're getting an outside perspective. It was also great to be able to bring my brother onto the company back in 2018 uh, because when you're running a company by yourself, your team, your people aren't going to necessarily rob say, Rob, you're doing this the wrong way. Greg had no uh, problem telling me that there was many things that we needed to improve, which is you know really what I needed. Even though it was uncomfortable because for seven years, nobody was telling me, Hey, you're doing this the wrong way. It was, it was a, a new old feeling. I felt like I was back in that entry-level seat where you're learning and getting feedback constantly. So that's, I would encourage your, your audience to be able to get some sort of peer group, whether you're in something organized like TAB or EOS or whatever else, or just really a, a good group of advisory peers that can help guide you and mentor you. And give you some feedback and throw some ideas your way it's It's extremely important for for small business owners to understand
0: i I definitely agree. I'll second that for sure. I know for me, it's been a huge success for the business and and for me just personally as well having that sounding board and then also having a group of people who don't have a problem with saying that's a stupid idea <laughs> yeah. Like having a group of people that are not on your payroll that have no problem telling you that's dumb and you should not do that, or you should really reconsider and poke holes in your idea. It is nice to be able to have that and and also have people who some of the people in, in the group that I'm in have been there for have been in business for 30, 40 years, and some of them are you know, newer companies as well. And so it's not necessarily always the person who's been in business 30 years, that's got all the right, perfect ideas, but it's also nice to have people who have quote unquote gone before you a little bit and get it
1: as well, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. That was one of the coolest parts about my experience. These were folks that were just generally in different levels of the business. We had a member that was growing by whatever uh, revenue percentage. We had another member that was out there getting acquired by a PE firm. And then his job was to go out and look for new deals for new companies for them to acquire. These are conversations that you normally wouldn't be exposed to either. They're just not general business conversations that I'm getting the inside scoop on. So it's really great to to have been able to hear from some of these guys who are you know, a little more senior than I am as well, or their company has generally been around five or 10 years more than mine. But it's also fun now to help some of the the newer companies, the founders or whatever that come in and be able to give back to them and say, Hey, I've been there where you're at with those challenges. And usually it's about the same exact thing, right? Setting up a business process, getting the right people in place. And that happens to be my area of expertise. So I'm able to add a lot of value to them. So it's fun to be able to have that give and take.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Awesome. I've really enjoyed having you on the show today. Before we part ways, I would love to walk through what is your advice to someone who is facing one of these challenges right now facing the challenge really of that roller coaster effect
1: you two two things i would say is number one you have to keep going you have to have blind faith in the fact that it's going to happen for you if you believe in your your vision and you believe in what you're doing you're going to have to work harder for a little while but there is that light at the end of the tunnel as long as you can fight through it. And that was the best part about getting to different levels of our business. Hey, we've been in business five years now. It's not, we're building a brand and continuing to build that brand. It's not, hey, calling somebody with this crazy idea that Rob started a company. So really it's just keep going. And it's amazing to see what can happen after you get to five, six, seven, eight years in business and people start to know you and, and you can move forward. And then the other piece to specifically the roller coaster effect is you have to be able to You hear people say working on the business versus in the business. If you're in that day-to-day grind, in the bunker, sitting there, and you're not able to step outside of it and take a breath and say, let me look at what the heck is going on here versus just continuing to grind and and completing tasks and doing things. If you're not able to step outside of that and look at it and say, this isn't the the right way to do it, or this isn't the most efficient way to do things, then you're not going to be able, you're going to continually be in the bunker, in the grind, in the day-to-day hamster wheel. If you can't step outside it and say, let me think about doing this a little bit of a different way. And then coming in and staying true to that and implementing it and, and actually following through on it. I think that's extremely important for business owners to understand. It's that you need to be able to work on the business and not always in it.
0: That's really good. I'll share one of the TAB members in my group was talking and they were we were talking about that exact topic. And he mentioned that he has a not to-do list on his desk. It's all the items that he as a business owner should not be doing. And he goes, when something pops up and he's, oh, I should get that done. And he goes, wait, Bob can do that. Bob is totally capable of doing this. He writes down the name of the task and then he will make that list and hand those off to people who maybe need to learn that task or learn how to take care of that X, Y, or Z, whatever that thing is. Maybe it's also something that there's three or four things that add up that may create a new role that needs to be hired against. And that's the type of stuff that taking those things that you're working in the business and moving those to a task list that you can offload those to someone else allows you to work on. And that's really critical.
1: To that point there, as a business owner, and I'm trying hard to get far away from this, while you're in it every day for five, six, seven years, you're pretty much controlling everything. And whether you're a control freak or not, You've been controlling the business for however long, and you've been doing things the way you're doing them and you've grown the company. It is uncomfortable at times to be able to delegate things that you should be delegating, but you need to do it in order to grow. And if you haven't, my philosophy now is if I need to do it, I'm not training my team properly. It means that I'm limiting their opportunity because I'm taking this because I want to control it because I know how to do it the right way or whatever. So my philosophy yeah. is very different on that now. It's like, I, if, if somebody on my team, there's a task that needs to be done and they don't know how to do it the right way, that's why they're going to call me and say, hey, Rob, can you take this call and, and talk with a candidate about equity or relocation or whatever? Let me take this opportunity to talk with them and train them how to have the conversation, how to do the task the right way. And then that's how they get to grow. They get opportunity from that. And it gives me the opportunity to go focus on the things that I need to do to grow the company. Not being a control freak is, is huge. Being able to delegate and being comfortable with doing it. I got to tell you, that's been a huge factor for us.
0: Yeah. And as a business owner, oftentimes you sit there thinking, this is my business. This is my baby that I've raised and, and where it's at. And I don't want to let someone else, this is a a critical business task, but you you do, you have to step away. And it's, there's a philosophy out there that some people talk about is as a business owner, you take a 30 day vacation, no cell phone, no email, none of it. And if you can step away from your business for 30 days, then it's a, that's a huge success, a huge win. And oftentimes a lot of business owners won't ever do that.
1: Yeah. I got to tell you, I've been able to do that personally. Not, I didn't take 30 days off for sure, but I, I was able to spend the summer down the beach with my kids and knowing that you have things at least to some level, right, you're never going to stop business. So you always want to grind and, and grow things. But just knowing that I could take two weeks off or be off pretty much every Monday or Friday during the summer, because my team's got it. That's a big thing. That's going to give you the ability to grow in the future. It means that you're doing things the right way and you're still able to make money if you're not in it. And that's what, that's what people say all the time. If you're not able to not be there, you don't have a successful business that's going to thrive
0: true. Awesome. It's been super good having you on the show. In the show notes, we've got links to your website and YouTube, Instagram, and a bunch of others. What is the number one spot for people to reach out if they want to connect with
1: you? For me, it would be my LinkedIn page. Um, Pretty easy to find. Just Rob Boyle on LinkedIn and and I'm I'm right there.
0: And that link will be in the show notes for those who do want to connect. Awesome. It's been great having you on today. I hope hope everyone listening got something out of this. I know I for sure did. And uh, until next time.
1: Thanks for having
0: me, Josh. Thanks for listening to this episode of In The Bunker. As always, we can be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at In The Bunker Podcast. Be sure to share this episode and what you're going to apply from it and how that can affect your business. Make sure to tag us in that post so we can highlight your journey as well but before you go i have a quick personal ask each episode of in the bunker takes a lot of work to put together from finding the guest shooting editing all of that and where i really could use your help is twofold first if you're listening to this on apple podcast or another podcast platform that can let you leave a five star review or a text-based review, I would truly and greatly appreciate that. It really helps with the algorithm and allowing other listeners to find the show. The next thing that I really need help on is sharing this with friends, family, business owners, people that you think need to hear this content. I appreciate you listening to this episode and looking forward to next week. Take
1: care.